We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday, it's August 20th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Well, not too bad. It's a nice little Monday. Um, winning a little bit of money. Just overall pretty darn happy. That makes one of us... Um, if you listen to the podcast yesterday or anybody that did listen to the podcast yesterday, they know that I was really high on that Milwaukee-St. Louis game. Um, that did not go well, Grant. It did not go well. Yeah, you're telling me. I had, I had quite a few pieces of that game. And still, I mean, still managed to make it out, not losing a ton of money. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't end up playing a ton of McKay, but it's not like um, Gibson did much better or – on FanDuel, that was my my flip. And, you know, Means outscored him, so I did better on that aspect, that, that front. Um, but, yeah, ready to move on to this next slate and um, get started. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Once you deposit and start playing over there, Plus, um, any cool promos that they run, you'll get access to those. They do have a free roll again this week for NFL. They're trying to get everybody pumped up for NFL. They're giving away the top 750 finishers will win a ticket into the Hooters Million Dollar Tournament for week one. So 750 spots paid in this free roll to win a $20 ticket. You could enter this five times. You can make five teams over there for the Thursday through Saturday slate for preseason. So make sure you're checking that out and taking advantage of that free roll. Let's jump into the slate. We get started with the Angels and the Rangers. It's a 10.5 total. That game's not on the slate. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it is, but it's the wrong wrong one. <laughs> oh, man. I was super, super excited to talk about um, Brock Burke. But anyway, Nationals and Pirates, Steven Strasburg, Chris Archer. Um, any interest here in Strasburg? Yeah, I mean, all the guys at the top are kind of the same, in my opinion. Like, I don't – there isn't a stand, real standout pitcher. I think Strauss is probably one of the worst options. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't really strike out a massive clip. He's striking out guys at slightly less clip. He is one of the cheaper guys on the slate in terms of top price guys. And I think he's in play. He's not my favorite option, but I'm kind of waiting to see where ownership's going to land on him because that will kind of determine how much of him I'm actually going to use. Yeah, like – I like Sonny Gray, who's a little bit cheaper. Um, I like, you know, Bieber and Kershaw at the top. So, 
I don't know how many teams lined up playing on with Strasburg. I don't think it's the worst matchup in the world. My biggest issue is Pittsburgh. They they don't strike out at a heavy clip. So like the the, the upside for over 10k maybe a little bit more limited here. So. I feel like we have a handful of pitchers on this slate that have plenty of upside, so I just don't know if I end up playing too much Strasburg on this game. Um, Washington's hot. You know, this is a spot I'm definitely not going to be playing Archer. I mean, I'll throw one of them in a GPP. Actually, 9.3K. I can't do that. I, I can't do that. Archer is always in play for GPPs, but that price tag's too high considering the matchup. Not a whole lot of case. Yeah, I'm not going to do them. Yeah, wouldn't we just rather, like, pay up for Sonny Gray or even taking a shot on, like, Michael Pineda against the White Sox or something along those lines before we play Archer at that price? Yeah. So, um, Washington bats, they're rolling right now. Like, you know, all these guys are hitting the ball well. Is there anything kind of standing out to you here against Archer? I mean, it's Archer. He's going to give up bombs. We know that for certain. It's probably going to be more likely from the left side of the plate. So, Adam, Soto, both of them stand out. But anyone with power here, so Turner's in play. Rendon's in play, Cabrera's in play. Pretty much everyone one through seven is in play. And you can even throw Robles in there. Uh, like, they're they're hot right now. It's not a great ballpark, but it's not terrible for Lefty. So, like I said, I prefer Cabrera, Soto, and Adams there. And Cabrera's just super cheap at 3.6K. But anyone, he can give up bombs both sides of the plate. So, everyone one through eight. It's not a great spot. I'd more target one-offs with the Nationals, but in big field GPPs, I don't think they're going to be that heavily owned. Yeah, and like, um, for instance, like Adam Eaton right now, he has home runs in three straight games. He's rolling right now as well. You were talking about the lefties. Uh, throw him into the mix as well. Like, he's Hot a guy. Doesn't exist. Cardi told me so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I, I certainly don't mind Eaton here. Um, he's crushing the ball right now, seeing the ball really well at the plate, so. Uh, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, just because I don't really want to play Strasburg doesn't mean I want to load up on Pittsburgh. Honestly, I think you could take a shot on Bell if you wanted to, but they really didn't, like, I, I don't know. They really didn't, like, decrease his price, I feel like, enough for a matchup with Strasburg. Now, he's cheaper than he has been in the past week or so, but he's still 4700 um against Steven Strasburg. Yeah. I mean, Bell's in play. I think you can go Frazier just – if he's leading off 3.3K, it's cheap enough. He's not a great bat. It's not a great matchup, but he doesn't strike out a whole lot. So he, he could potentially do something there just because of his price tag. But I'm crossing the bats out at, off outside of that. Royals and Orioles, Brad Keller, Dylan Bundy. Um, any interest here in Keller? I do. He has been better recently. He's had an uptick in his fastball velocity. I've been playing recently and it hasn't entirely worked out, but I think a lot of the underlying stuff is actually there. Like I said, he's hit throwing the ball a lot faster in the last month or so. He did put up a good game against Minnesota, rough game against Detroit, but a lot of that was Babbitt. And then St. Louis, he gave up three earned runs with three hits. So that was a little bit unlucky there, but he goes up over a hundred pitches every single time. This Baltimore team is not very good. There are a lot of strikeouts in it. I, I kind of really like Keller as a pivot off of the chalk guy that we'll get to later. Yeah, you know, you talked about the velocity being up. I think that, you know, there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup, like you said, with Baltimore, 24.7% against right-handed pitching in this lineup. So, honestly, if he can get rid of – get past, like, the first two, three, four guys here, like, he should be able to crush in the spot. And, you know, even Nunez in that four spot, he's power or strikeouts, and, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for. So, um, I like Keller. I, I think Keller is very much in play here at 7,500. Dylan Bundy on the other side of this game, he he's so reverse splits and he's facing – like the power in this lineup is right-handed heavy. Like I, I think this is a spot we probably stay away from Keller. But like I wouldn't be shocked if he has a good game here or Bundy, not Keller. Yeah, honestly, this is the spot here. Uh, there's a lot of strikeouts. In this order, and really, we're worried about two guys hitting bombs, which is really what we worry about with Bundy is he's going to give up some bombs. It's going to happen. It's in Baltimore. Absolutely going to happen, but he gets enough soft contact to lefties and doesn't go too much hard contact to lefties, where if he can get through Dozier and Slayer, which he has a 20% K rate to righties, I could see a big game out of Bundy here. I wouldn't go heavy on it. I prefer Keller at around the same price tag, but Bundy is in play on this slate. Um, just know it could end up with 
minus 15 points like it did last year in the second month going up against Casey in the first inning, which is one of my saddest memories in life. <laughs> uh, watch the weather in this one too, potential weather in this game. So you got to kind of watch that. Um, Royals, bats, anything kind of standing out to you here? Dozier Solaire. He gives up a ton of bombs to righties. It's in Baltimore. Um, if you want to, he still he doesn't give up much hard contact, but he's one of those rare guys that when he – Puts his fastball in there down the middle occasionally. Um, doesn't drop a whole lot. And so it tends to get taken out of the ballpark real easily. So every single day, O'Hearns is in play at 2.9K. But outside of them, maybe Gordon, but really just Dozier Slayer for me. Oh, good old, good old Ryan O'Hearn. Um, yeah, I got to love that guy. But the other guy that I wanted to mention who's pretty cheap today is Brett Phillips. Um, he's a guy that's shown plenty of power in the minors this season. He has a 264 ISO. Bundy is reverse splits. Phillips is a lefty. But if we expect Bundy to get in some trouble here, um, you know, I, that bullpen's so bad. that I think Brett Phillips at 35, just another guy you can kind of look at if you end up in that range because he's, he's shown plenty of power and he should bat probably fifth here. Um, Baltimore bats against Keller. You talked about the uptick in velocity. He's been pitching a lot better. You know, he still struggles with walks to lefties. Is there anything standing out to you from Baltimore? I don't mind the, or I don't mind Santander's price tag, but I don't really want to use anyone. I mean, it's still in Baltimore. You can go with any of the power bats, which are at the top four in the lineup, but BR is priced up. Nancy is priced up. Nunez price isn't too bad, but there's nothing that really stands out here. Yeah, like I'd want to play Jonathan VR. It's just he's 4,700. That's a really tough ask. Like maybe he's cheaper on Fandle. I don't have Fandle pricing or Yahoo. Um, if VR is cheaper somewhere, I don't like. He's probably my favorite bat from Baltimore here. Uh, Seattle at Tampa. We got Tommy Malone against uh, Jalen Beeks. Um, any interest here in Tommy Malone? I don't think so. Um, He's a fine pitcher. Tampa struggled a bit versus lefties here. And I just, like, there's a lot of decent options on this slate, especially 7.9 or 7.9K and below. So I don't think he's going to make the cut here. He maybe somebody earlier on the season. I'm just, I'm done with him now. Yeah, like, honestly, he's not going to open this game. So, like, a Tommy Pham first inning home run that happened against Marco Gonzalez, um, probably not going to happen here. But the team is not very good against lefties. My biggest issue with Malone is his price tag. If he's cheaper in this spot, I think I, I take some shots on him. But I just – at 7,800, like, I would rather take the upside of Keller or Bundy in the game that we just talked about before I would take Tommy Malone, I think. So – um, the other side of this game, Jalen Beeks, we saw, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast that yes, McKay was not priced where he should have been and all that stuff. But we talked about Tom Murphy and Aaron and Austin Nola, um, you know, potentially giving him trouble. And that's what happened. You know, obviously we ran pure with that and I've still played plenty of McKay, but I don't think I want to play Beeks here. I, I think I'm going to respect, you know, what Seattle's been doing against left-handed pitching. Yeah, I mean, lefty mashers may not exist, but they are absolutely exist on this team. Uh, Nola, Murphy, Lopes, all been crushing lefties. Even Seager, who historically in the past has actually been decent with left-handed pitching. Um, all these guys hit a bunch of fly balls, have a bunch of power, and they're going up against a guy that relies on ground balls. And so I don't – I don't think I want to use any beaks. Plus, I don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Um, as far as the bats go, Tom Murphy's 4,100. Austin Nola, he's 3,900. There's two guys that I mentioned yesterday that I would play uh, from Seattle. I think you can add in Lopes. Like you said, he's been hitting left-handed pitching really well. Um, pretty cheap across the industry outside of um, – where, where, I don't even see him on DraftKings. Am I missing him? Lopes? Yeah. 2.2K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I wasn't seeing him, Grant. Um, yeah, he didn't that far down. <laughs> yeah, I'll gladly play Lopes at 2.2K. Yeah, no, I love this stack here in big field tournaments. And honestly, even some smaller field tournaments, when you throw Lopes in, you throw Seeger, Murphy, Nola, um, and a guy that I really like, anytime he's going up against a low strikeout guy, Keon Broxton. 
all these guys are super cheap. They allow you to throw anything in your lineup you want. I really this is one of my favorite stacks on the day here. Um, it may just be partially recency biased, but Seager, Noel, Murphy have just been crushing lefties, and Lopes has been doing well in a very limited sample size. But he's 2.2K, so who cares? And Keon Brockton's always been a guy that strikes out a massive clip but can hit the ball real hard. Um, so I, I like this stack a lot. And even taking any of these bats as one-offs, Nola, Murphy are great one-offs, and so is Lopes if you really need to fit something else in. Um, as far as the Tampa bats go, um, I don't mind Fam. I don't mind Darno. Kind of where I end. Like that's probably the only two guys that I really have a lot of interest from in Tampa. You can make an argument, I guess, for like a Duffy, but that's kind of it for me. Yeah, I mean, if Aguilar makes the lineup, he's three point three k. I don't hate it for the price tag, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Padres and Reds. Cal Quantrill against Sonny Gray. Um, any interest here in Quantrill? No, not going to go that late into the game. There are some strikeouts in this matchup here, but it's being played over in Cincinnati with a big ballpark downgrade. And I just don't see a whole bunch of upside on uh, on a slate where there are some guys with a decent amount of upside around his price tag and slightly below his price tag. Yeah, like I don't mind playing him at home. Um, you know, if this game was in San Diego, I'd probably fire a few shots at him here. You know, he's really good against righties. This lineup – most of the power is right-handed, um, you know, potentially only two lefties in here with Van Meter and Winker, I guess maybe Galvis. But, you know, I don't think this is a spot that I necessarily play him in Cincinnati. Um, Sonny Gray here, like he's, he's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate, Grant. I, I know that, you know, this ballpark's not the best, but when we're looking at this matchup, it, it's a fantastic matchup. It's a bunch of right-handed bats that struggle um, with strikeouts, and Sonny Gray is – really taking the next step, and he's pitching phenomenal right now. Yeah, love Sonny Gray on the slate. Padres strike out pretty heftily against right-handed pitching. They don't have Tatis in the line anymore, which is a downgrade. Gray strikes out both lefties and righties, so any line that throw out of him is probably not going to be that great. A lot of the guys are placing uh, Tatis and then just getting called up to see what they got, like France, like Gress. Naylor's put it together a bit recently, but all these guys still are not great bats or strike out a high clip or both. Um, so I really like Sonny Gray here. I don't like him as much for, uh, for raw points as the two guys at the top, but he's he's one of the better top-end pitcher plays on the slate. Yeah, when, when we're considering price, like his discount from Bieber and Kershaw definitely makes him – a top option. I, I agree with you. I think raw points, like give me Kershaw, um, you know, and even Bieber. But uh, Padres bats, honestly, there's just not much stands out to me. Like Tatis was phenomenal. Machado, Renfro are great against lefties. Like, you know, I don't mind playing them against left-handed pitchers, but, you know, I, I just don't see myself using any of these guys against Sonny Gray today. Yeah, I'm not using any of them. Just, just cross them off. It's not, None of these guys are – Good enough batters or affordable. For, I mean, Machado 3-9 is not the worst idea in the world, but I'm not going to go there. Um, as far as the other side of this game, like the Cincy bats, you know, I, I'd want to target the lefties. Aquino is just – he's so good. You know, I don't mind him. But got to see if Winker is back. He's been dealing with that back injury. So, he's he's one of those questionable guys. But, like, Van Meter is a guy that I don't mind. Um, he's still pretty cheap. So, I don't mind some of these bats. It's This game's in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's the lefties with power, which are Van Meter, Winker, if he's back. And it's Harris Titties, who can just crush the ball, regardless of who he's facing. But outside of them, I don't really want anyone. Yep. Um, all right, man, cruising right along here. we got the Phillies and the Red Sox. Aaron Nola against Brian Johnson. Um, any interest here in Nola against the Red Sox? I mean, it's not the worst idea in big field tournaments. Um, he's going to go super low on. He has a 5.5 implied run total against him, which is understandable considering the matchup. Uh, but mostly, no. Like it's, it's strictly just pivoting off of the other high-priced guys to get way less ownership, and Noel could potentially have a big game. Yeah, like the ownership factor here is, is really the only reason we're taking shots on Aaron Nola. So I think that you know he's certainly worth a look in large field tournaments. We know – we know the upside and like 
ever since the break, he's he's certainly been pitching a lot better. So maybe the Red Sox are a little deflated too with the Chris Sale news out for the rest of the season. So or out for the rest of the regular season. But the Red Sox are rolling right now too. So who knows? Um, it's a large field tournament play, and Brian Johnson on the other side of this game. That's an easy pass for me. No interest in him at all. Um, Philly bats. Hoskins, Romuto, Gene Segura is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, when we're looking at his $4,200 price tag, his elite contact numbers and hard hit rates. Um, this is a really good spot for a guy like Gene Segura. Yeah. Gene and Hoskins, both are fantastic plays. I know Hoskins hasn't been great for a bit, but he still crushes lefties every single time he's up at the plate. I mean, on the season he has a 430 Woba, 280 ISO, Big fly ball pitcher. It's a good ballpark. Everything kind of points towards him being a little bit too cheap outside of how he's played recently. But, um, yeah, I'm good with some Philly bats, mostly Hoskins and Skira, though. Yeah, those are the two guys that I like the most here. Like, Real Muto is in play. He's just so expensive that it's a really tough ask for me to, to pay 5K for a catcher. But he's been really good against lefties this season as well. Um, as far as the Boston bats go, like, I, I guess, like, Man, what what are we gonna get Devers at today? Three percent? Like he's one oh, of the no, hottest. He like he's he's just been one of the best, if not the best hitter recently. Like he's gonna be very low on here. Yeah, I mean five point five k is tough to pay for him, but like honestly, don't hate a Boston stack. They have a five and five implied run total. It's one of the bigger ones on the board here. Endeavors is going to go incredibly low on. They're all going to go low on because they're so expensive and they're going up against a very good pitcher. But this is baseball. Anything can happen, especially when you're as good at hitting the ball as these Boston bats here. So Devers is probably one of the better tournament plays on the slate. I mean, you can throw bets, Bogarts, or JD in there too. Indians and Mets, Bieber against Mats. Um, any interest here in Shane Bieber? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going up against the Mets. Bieber has been a really good pitcher this entire year long. Down with three point six implied run total here. Strikes out both sides of the play. There are strikeouts in this lineup. He's a decent ground ball pitcher. He's one of the better pitchers, like in the league. And people don't really, still don't play him nearly as much as they should. He has a long leash because he plays for Cleveland, so he can go later into the game. He realistically has more upside than Strasburg here. Probably more upside than Gray here. So, yeah, he's very much in play. I think I prefer Kirsch, but uh, Bieber is very much in play still. Yeah, like if we open up projected ownership and Kershaw's projected for like 30%, Bieber's projected for to like 15%, like the leverage spot is certainly worth looking at here on um, Bieber. You, you know, you talked about this team having strikeouts and like he can strike out both sides of the play, like you said, so – uh, definitely not sleeping on Beaver. You know, Matt's on the other side of this game. The Cleveland Indians just don't strike out against left-handed pitching. We, we say that all the time. You know, it's just as easy as that. Like, they have one guy in this projected starting lineup with a strikeout rate over 20% against lefties. And all but, you know, one guy has at least 100 plate appearances. They just don't strike out against left-handed pitching. So, um, no interest in Matt's here for me today. Yeah, same. Just – Low strikeout team and not great pitcher. And there's plenty of options around the same price range or slightly above or slightly below. Um, what's standing out to you here for the Indians' bats? I mean, he gives up power and he is pretty much – he's pretty much a splits neutral pitcher. He gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate. So, almost everyone's in play. Lindor's a little bit too cheap at 4-7. Quee's a little too cheap at 4-3. Jose Ramirez is a little too cheap at 4-7. People aren't going to play Kipnis um, if he's in the lineup because it's going up against a lefty. But as I said, Matt's is a splits-neutral guy, guy, and this goes all the way back to the beginning of last year. We have a big enough track record of it where I like Kipnis as a play at 3.5K. Even though his numbers haven't been great this whole year, he's still good versus righties, and like this is a splits-neutral lefty. It's kind of the same thing. So uh, I like a lot of these Cleveland bats. And I think – their run total seems a little bit low, 4.5. So, I, I don't mind a stack here. Um, yeah, look, you know, my favorite's probably Oscar Mar Marcardo. Um, he's a guy that I like to play. You know, he's a guy that can run on anybody. Puig, Jose Ramirez, like these guys um, in the spot. 
you know, it's a 15-game slate. I don't really have to play the Mets here, so I'm probably not going to if I was going to play any of the Mets bats. It's the same guy, Grant, every time. It's Pete Alonso. Yep. He can hit a home run whenever he feels like I'm trying to figure out what happened. I'm winning more money now, and I have no idea why. Well, it's always good. Um, I guess I can Forto at 42. He's in play, too. He, that, that price tag makes him, you know, kind of appealing. I mean, against Bieber, Bieber's good to both. I guess he does give up more hard contact. It's not great ballpark. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind that play. Uh, Miami at Atlanta. We got Eliza Hernandez against Dallas Keuchel. Um, any interest here in Hernandez? I mean, he's not a terrible picture, but it's over in Atlanta. And Atlanta's a tough team, so I'm not going to play him. Yeah, I don't – like, he dominated this team not too long ago. Like, absolutely dominated six innings, seven strikeouts, only gave up two hits. Uh, but they just saw him. I don't really love it. Um, you talked about the chalk earlier. I'm guessing you were talking about Dallas Keuchel under 8K against Miami. I don't know if that's a chalk. <laughs> like, I I mean, it's go- he's going to be fairly chalky. He's I know. Early. Yeah, I guess Cole Hamels is probably your other guy, right? Like, those no. are, okay. Well, I, don't tell me now because now I'm now I'm curious. I, I want to know. Uh, is this the, I'm gonna go real hard and bam. But uh, Keiko's very very good play today. It's against Miami. That's really all you have to say. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, but they strike out a bunch and they're terrible. Keiko can go later into the game. He's a very good play. Um, I think I'm pivoting off. Tackle to Keller or Bundy, but um, that's just the tournament. I think Tackle could potentially be a cash game option for tomorrow for today. Yeah, and like uh, honestly, like Atlanta um, or Miami just kind of tagged him up the first time they met, so maybe that helps uh, ownership wise. Who knows? So. Yeah, I would never buy into that too much, considering how often this season Miami's destroyed great pitchers for <laughs> no apparent <laughs> reason. Great ground ball pitchers, and they're a ground ball hitting team. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it, right? Yeah. It's all you. Now, when you play them, I don't love that. No, when no, trust me. I, I was being <laughs> super sarcastic. Um, Miami Bats, anything standing out to you here at all? No, no. I mean, potentially take a shot on Anderson, maybe, or Cooper, but I probably wouldn't. Yeah, like John Birdie's been really good against lefties, and he bats leadoff, but he's 4,400. Like, I give me Gene Segura all day long for $200 less. Like, it's as easy as that for me. As far as the Atlanta bats go, they're kind of an interesting stack. I don't think they'll be very popular. Hernandez does struggle a lot more with lefties. So, like a Freeman, uh, McCann, Matt Joyce is in the lineup for them right now because of injuries. Um yeah, like this is kind of an interesting um, place to get some Atlanta exposure. I mean, I feel like it's a great place, but like it's not as much because of the matchup. I guess the bullpen is trash after Hernandez goes out. Like Hernandez isn't that bad of a pitch, but they have a 6.1 implied run total. The weather just, oh, it's going to be hot and humid there. All right. Um, that's why the run total is there. But I mean, regardless, yeah, they're all good plays. I don't know if they're going to be that chalky. Like, they might be because of their high run total. But Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Donaldson, McCann, Duvall, Joyce, all very much in play. Uh, moving right along, we got the Brewers and the Cardinals. Gio Gonzalez against Michael Waka. Uh, Waka Waka. Um, any interest here in Gio? You know my thoughts on Gio. Never played Gio. You have Keiko at 200 less and Keller and Bundy at less. Just don't play Gio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Michael Walker on the other side of this game has been terrible this season. Like, he's been struggling to both sides of the plate, facing a very, very strong outside of uh, yesterday um, Milwaukee team. Uh, it's going to be a pass for me on Walker. Yeah, no interest for in him against this team. Right back to the well, Grant. That's that's my thought process with the Brewers today. Um, hopefully it can pay off because um, I, I like Milwaukee again today. Yep, I'm right there with you. I mean, Grishin's too cheap, probably leading off at 2.8K. Walk has been a little bit reverse splitsy, but that's not going to keep me away from Moose or Yellish because he's bad to both sides of the plate. He just happens to be worse to righties. Uh, so, really, 
anyone, literally anyone on this team who has some power, which is the one through five guys, one through six guys, are all very much in play against a bad Waka. Yeah, and don't sleep on like a Hera here. You know, Waka has been really bad against righties too, so plenty of upside to both sides of the plate. As far as the Cardinals go, you know, Goldschmidt, even with his struggles this year, he still continues to be very good against lefties. Um, Goldie Ozuna, DeYoung, um, maybe even like an Edmund. Um, if Thomas cracks the lineup, like, I don't mind getting some St. Louis bats here. You know, kind of regretting for punishment after Monday. Yeah, I mean, most of their price – Ozuna's priced up a little bit, but Goldschmidt's too cheap at 4.3K. Uh, DeJong's too cheap at 3.9. Thomas, if he's in, has a bunch of pop. Edmonds is 4.3. I don't know if I'd go with him. Carp, 3.6 if you want to just get a zero again because I hate playing that guy. But, yeah, uh, St. Louis, it's, it's mostly Goldschmidt and DeJong, but you can really go with any of these guys with some pop. Cruising right along here. It is the second half of the doubleheader. Uh, the Angels and the Rangers. Heaney against um, Paul Lumbo, uh, I guess, maybe. Um, any interest here in Heaney? It's going to be hot. I I do love playing lefties against Texas, and Heaney's got some good K stuff. But the dude gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. That's just a recipe for disaster in this ballpark when it's 99 and a little bit humid. So I don't think I can go there. There's too many other guys at the 7K range that I can go with or I can go up to gray. So I don't think he's going to make a cut here. Yeah. Um, the fly balls and hard contact is my biggest issue. Like, like you, I like play lefties against this team. And, you know, it, it's not even like Peters had a bad outing um, against them. On Monday, like he obviously didn't pay off his price tag, and you know he just struggled a little bit. But um, Palumbo on the other side of this game, the Angels just don't strike out that often. Like I just, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, the issue is the Angels not striking out; it's Palumbo not being a good pitcher. <laughs> well, there's two things, I guess, towards it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been terrible um, for sure. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do here. Like maybe do they give pool host the, the first game of the doubleheader off and let him play the second half. But, um, obviously like trout's a fantastic option here towards the top. Yeah. Trout's a fantastic option. Um, like honestly, Otani's not a bad play. He's five K. No one's going to use him. It's great weather. He hits the ball hard. He's going up against a Texas bullpen afterwards. And Palumbo does not strike out lefties much at all he does not strike out guys that much at all so otani is going to like get rid of most of his biggest weakness versus lefties which is a high k rate so i don't mind him and then upton you can throw in there it's hot it's humid and it's a bad lefty you can throw up in there don't pay attention to the fact they struck out 40 percent clip versus them this year a lot of that was early on and it's not something that's going to continue um, as far as the Texas bats go, you're really just you you know you're loading up on the any of these guys that have the hard hit rates, um, which is Santana, Andrus, um, even Calhoun, Pence, um, you know all these guys that have the high hit hard hit rates because you're playing the upside game and we know Heaney is going to give up a ton of hard contact and a ton of fly balls, so I don't mind pretty much looking at any of these bats for Texas that have hard hit rates over like forty percent. Yeah, Heaney is. He's shown his reverse splits a little bit so far this year. Um, but I think it's more splits neutral because the hard contact and the fly balls are absolutely there to both sides of the plate. So don't worry about lefties or righties here. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. Just any guy with a whole bunch of power, which, like you mentioned all of them, the one through six hitters minus Andrus. Andrus gives you a guy to round out your stack if you really want to if you need a shortstop. So... Any of the one through six batters are good with me here in Texas. Uh, Giants and Cubs, BD against Hamels. Um, I have to check the wind on this one in the morning. It looks like it's going to be a crosswind, but it also – there's a. I look at, like, two different sites, and one of them has the wind blowing out the right, and one is a crosswind. So I'm going to rely on Kevin Roth when it comes to that. Um, any interest here in BD? No. I mean, he's cheap. But he's not that great. Average K rate. And Cubs can be a tough team. Maybe if the winds 
blowing in. But if the wind's blowing out, zero chance or even if it's neutral, it gives up too much hard contact. Yeah, that's a um, ballpark downgrade for him for sure. Cole Hamels is really cheap today. Like 7,800 for Cole Hamels against the Giants. Um, you know, he, he's certainly somebody that I'm looking at here as an SP2. Like, I don't know. The pricing is kind of funky. Um, I know he hasn't been pitching, like, really deep and stuff, but it's hard not to have interest here because the, the bad, the, the small pitch counts have just been more of him just struggling. Yeah, I don't hate Hamels. Like, there's a lot of guys in this range I'm just going to mix and match. He's not going to draw that much ownership. Yeah, he's in play. It's not a huge strikeout Giants team, but there are some strikeouts in it, and he can – when he's hot, he can play or pitch pretty darn well here. And there's not really too much to worry about in terms of power, in terms of actual good bats. So I'm all right with him here. I don't love him, but I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot more if, like, Keuchel starts getting a lot of ownership. And I'm still kind of interested to see who you have pegged as, like, the um, – I, I think I know who it is. Uh, if it's the guy that's 6,800. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, bats, anything on the Giants stand out to you here? Not really. Um, just, just, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, as far as the Cubbies go, you know, you, talk, you talked about BD giving up a ton of hard contact. You know, if the wind is blowing out to right, like, you have to kind of look at Castellanos, Rizzo, Schwarber, all those guys, Baez. Like, it's a tale of two different seasons for Nick Castellanos. He's been hitting a lot better since joining the, the, the Cubs here. Yeah, I prefer him against the lefty, but, yeah, he's been crushing it. Pretty much any of those any of the power bats, which is almost every single person in the lineup are in play. Now their price tags are really too bad here. No one's over 4-8. Um, a few of the guys at the bottom end are a little bit cheaper. So, yeah, I don't mind any of these guys. Um, yeah, moving on here. Tigers and Astros, Spencer Turnbull against Aaron Sanchez. Um, any interest here in Turnbull? Nope. I don't really want to play any pitcher against Houston, especially if it's not very good. I will say, like, the only thing that I'll say here is, like, Turnbull's been very good against righties, which a lot of the power in this lineup is right-handed. Um, not probably a spot that I'll go out and play Turnbull, but probably not a spot that I'll stack Houston either. Aaron Sanchez on the other side of this game, you know, we kind of pegged Sanchez last time out against Oakland. It was a really bad spot for him, and he'd been running really good with Babbitt since joining this team. He's going to be ultra chalky here against Detroit. Uh, what are we doing with him, Grant? Uh, I'm probably still going to play him. Um, I think last start might scare people off a little bit, but Detroit's so bad. and Houston has just changed him around so much. Like, the Ks are now there. He's been great outside of one start since he came over to Houston. I don't care. I'm probably just going to – I mean, I have to wait and see how chalky he's going to be, but you're getting a possible 20-point outing because maybe more going up against this Tigers team. It's just – the price is bad. It was bad pricing considering what he's done over in Houston. And this team is just too bad, and it's a decent ballpark. I'm, I'm going to be playing quite a bit of Sanchez. Hey, listen, I'm perfectly okay eating the chalk. Um, I'm with you. I think that there's downside anytime Sanchez pitches, but with this low walk team, like Detroit just doesn't walk very often. Um, one of the lowest walk rates in baseball – that's the huge difference between like Oakland in his last start and then this start with Detroit. So, um, any Detroit bats? Nope. Um, as far as Houston goes, I don't mind any of the lefties, but like I wouldn't go out and like load up on righties. I don't mind maybe making a few teams with them, but I, I do want to respect Turnbull's numbers against righties this season. I don't. It's still Houston. Um, he may have good number versus righties, <laughs> but it's still Houston. They still have a six implied run total, and Detroit still does not have a very good bullpen. So it doesn't matter to me. I'll play everyone. I mean, looking at their pricing, it's tough as it is every single day. Um, but I'm going to tell you what's going to win the slate. It's going to be a Houston Mariners double stack. There we go. You have the recipe to success there. Get those cheap guys <laughs> along with some Houston bats. Um, but I, I still really like Houston. No, I hear you. I hear you. 
Um, White Sox and Minnesota Twins, Renardo Lopez, Michael Pineda. Um, any interest here in Renardo Lopez? Not against Minnesota. Too many good lefties in that lineup. He's almost always in play for tournaments, but I'm not playing him today. Yeah, and like maybe Kepler's out again, but Cruz is back. I just, yeah, get a pass on Lopez here. Michael Pineda is a little interesting. Um, he's more interesting just because. They they priced him up like he's eighty nine hundred here, facing the White Sox, and I don't know if we'll get a ton of ownership. You know, we talked about Sanchez, we talked about some other cheaper guys, we talked about guys above him. He's just kind of in no man's land here, and like the price tag makes him more in play for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that he's almost nine k, like he's been a bit reverse splitsy. Still goes with a lot of hard contact and fly balls. A lot of these guys are, or some of these guys are still back in the lineup. It, it's not a terrible spot for him. I don't mind the play. I just, there's so many good options on the slate that I'm not too worried about ownership on most of the other guys. So I don't know. I don't think you can go with him. Um, but I, I understand the play. Yeah, I just, I, I think the ownership is going to be really low on a guy facing the White Sox. So in. Um, White Sox bats, anything? Abreu, um, maybe Loy, maybe Tim Anderson, uh, but that's it. I mean, Pineda's given up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls to righty so far this year, so any of those guys are completely fine. Yeah, and, like, the thing that you always got to remember about good old Michael Pineda is he likes to leave one or two pitches over the middle of the plate um, every start, and they usually end up over the wall. So, um, Minnesota against Lopez. I think they're going to be a team that a lot of people look at here today. Uh, no respect from Renardo Lopez. I think they're very much in play. Like, especially if Kepler's back, you can make that Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, Cruz, four-man, and then add whoever the fifth guy is you want. Like, it's expensive, but, man, this team has a ton of upside on every slate. Yeah, no, I absolutely love the Minnesota bats here. Outside of Cruz and Garver, no one's over 5K. I love playing Garver as a 5 play K catcher. There's a lot of power. Ronaldo Lopez gets a ton of fly balls, ton of hard contact. Absolutely love this stack here. It's another great one. Rockies and Diamondbacks. Kyle Freeland against Alex Young. Um, <laughs> Kyle Freeland, any interest here? No. Just, just no. Just he's not good. He doesn't have strikeout upside. Arizona's a good hitting team. So just, just No. Yeah, 409 Woba, 298 ISO, 43% hard hit rate against righties this season. David Peralta probably going to be the only lefty in this lineup. Um, yeah, it's a pass for me on Freeland. Alex Young on the other side of this game. We like lefties against Colorado, but um, I don't know if I can necessarily play Alex Young here. I don't hate it. I mean, is Colorado going over to Arizona? Big ballpark downgrade there. We do like lefties going up against him. Young has not been great so far this season, but I'm going to wait and see on the lineup because if they got Tappy in there, Blackman, Murphy, McMahon, I could see it being a decent place to go. I mean, he's so cheap that if you really need a guy, there's not another guy under Aaron Sanchez that I like at all. So Alex Young is in play just strictly as a price play and because he's going up against the Rockies away from Coors and he's a Fair enough. Um, I, I I just I tried the Alex Young experiment last time out against the the Giants, and like I just have a bad taste in my mouth. So, could be recency bias. It could be that he's just not very good. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, Colorado bats. Like I, I, you know, Nolan Arenado always in play against the lefty. Trevor Story always in play against the lefty. Desmond's been good against lefties this season, but um, it's you're not getting a discount on these guys whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. The prices are all around Coors pricing. It's a little tough to play Arenado's story. Desmond's reportedly priced at 4.1K if he makes the lineup, but that's pretty much it. Um, Arizona. I like Arizona today, Grant. Like they're, they're a stack that I kind of hope because they're playing a 940 game maybe goes a little overlooked here, but – 
Marte Flores, Escobar, Walker, Jones, Ahmed, Kelly, all these guys have been really good against left-handed pitching, and we know just how bad, you know, Kyle Freeland is pitching this year. Yeah, and Flores, lefty masher here if he's in the lineup, 4.6K, going to be low on. Sure, Big T will be playing him, but, yeah, Freeland's been so, so incredibly bad versus righties. 400 Boba, 300 ISO. He's been terrible, and these guys – these guys can hit lefties pretty well, so I really, really like a few of these bats as one-off power bats and stack. I don't mind at all. All right, Yankees in Athletics. Domingo Herman against Homer Bailey. Um, Homer Bailey goat after his last outing. Uh, Domingo Herman, Grant, any interest here? Not really. He's not going to make a cut. There's too many other good pitchers. He's too expensive at 10.8k. Oakland's a little bit of a ballpark that's good for pitchers, but it's not great for strikeouts. There are some strikeouts on this lineup, and I get that he's a good pitcher, but you never know how long that leash is going to be in this price tag. I don't know if I can really take a guy that's going to throw under 100 pitches unless it's Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, like if I'm going to take a guy at this price range that's going to throw under 100 pitches, I'm going to take Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> like, um, you know, the easiest way to sum it up for sure. You know, the other side of this game, Homer Bailey, you know, we talked about him. We loved him in his last start. Um, I don't know if I could play Homer Bailey against the Yankees, though. I'll play a little bit of him. Um, not going to lie, it's a ballsy play. But it's in Oakland. Extreme fly ball pitcher or extreme hard contact pitcher is going to be largely negated by the ballpark. I get that there's so many guys in this lineup that can hit the ball real hard, but I can see a 20-point Homer Bailey outing. I think the reason why I'm not going to have maybe more than one share of him is because there are too many other good options around the same price range. But if weather changes that potentially, then... Homer Bailey's in play, but as of right now, Keller, Bundy, Sanchez are all better plays than him. Yeah, it's kind of kind of how I feel. I don't like. I, I highly doubt that I play any, just because there's just so many options today in this range. Um, any interest in the Yankees bats here? I mean, any of them. I wouldn't stack them up, um, but anyone who hits the ball hard, Judge, Lemayhew, Ursula, Sanchez, are all, Torres are all in play. Um, not in love with him, but he gives up a 44% hard contact rate. That's him. Yep. Um, the Oakland guys here against Herman. I don't want to play Herman because of the price. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to stack Oakland here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Um, Chapman and Olsen are fine as one offs, but Herman's a, too good of a pitcher. Yep. Yeah, Olsen would be the guy. Uh, Blue Jays and Dodgers. We got Sean Reed Foley against Clayton Kershaw. Um, any interest here in Sean Reed Foley? A guy that walks a lot of guys, as it doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys in a tough matchup? No. Um, Clayton Kershaw on the other side of this game, like Toronto a little banged up, you know, Right now, we'll have to see if Vlad's in there or not. Um, yeah, you know, they got a day off on Monday to travel. They said on Sunday it was nothing major. But if Vlad's not in there, like, it certainly – like, this lineup is not great against lefties. Like, we just saw what Kikuchi did. Like, Kershaw is much better than Kikuchi. I mean, Kershaw is probably the best pitcher in the league right now. Um, he's – been absolutely on another level recently. He's 12K. I don't expect him to get that much ownership. He still might not go 100 pitches, but he doesn't walk guys generally outside San Diego for some reason. Um, his K rate has risen drastically. He's getting 7, 8, 9, 10Ks almost every single time out. This Blue Jays team strikes out at a high clip. I love Kershaw today. He's an absolutely fantastic play. Shouldn't mow through these guys. A lot of Ks in this lineup, especially if Vlad's not in there. It's a great spot. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Toronto Bats, anything? Nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I know I like the Dodgers all the time, but uh, 
there, there's a lot of reasons to play the Dodgers today, Grant. Like low ownership, Sean Reed Foley, and the Dodgers are not that expensive today. No, Jock Jam's leading off. Granny may get in two four, but leading off at three point eight K. Muncie, Turner, Belly, Pollock's only four K. Seager's only four K and has been hitting pretty darn well recently and against righties. Reed Foley's not good. Can give up some power, gives up a lot of fly balls to lefties, and there's lefties in this lineup that can hit the ball really hard. Absolutely love the Dodgers today. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely have at least one Dodgers stack today as kind of like a late hammer for me, for sure. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. I feel like we cruise through those games today. I feel like we're very, very aware of what we want to do um, on this slate. So, obviously, everything's going to change with weather or something. So, um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Do I – I'm going Brad Keller. You can have Aaron Sanchez. I'm not going to take Sanchez. I am going to take Cole Hamels. He needs to have a bounce back game. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Archer. Yeah, I like that one. That was that. That's a solid one there. Um, I'm going to go Heaney in Texas. Uh, give me over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Uh, I am going to go with – is Murphy over 400 or 4K? He's 4,100. Murphy it is. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to take Hoskins. I really like the spot today for Hoskins. I mean, that was just a guarantee, but all right. <laughs> uh, give me a guy under um, 4K to get two hits. Austin Nola. Right, I like your Seattle love here. I'm gonna go um, Jock Peterson, Hoskins, and Jock on my my card today. I like this one. I already like this slate a lot more. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Well, keep going with my other one, Seattle. All right, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers, and uh, the Dodgers are gonna be the late night hammer tonight. Um, hopefully, they get it rolling early and. Can crush the ball off Reed Foley and get to that bad bullpen early. Um, you know, you always worry about pinch hit risk, but a lot of that bullpen is right-handed. So, you know, that's obviously going to help some of these guys. I think they only have uh, two lefties in there, uh, Boschers and um, – I forget the other guy. I think it's Meza. I think that's the only two lefties Toronto has in their bullpen. So, um, could fit very well for the Dodgers today. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um. Look at ownership tomorrow. Look at ownership. Play lower-owned high-priced pitchers. Play lower-owned mid-priced pitcher, pitchers. But even if you play the chalk, you're still probably fine. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Remember, you can watch this on YouTube. If you go to Rotor Grinders YouTube, subscribe. You'll get it in the morning as soon as it comes out. So appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.